Hello everybody, thank you for tuning in, I appreciate it. My name is Matthew Acovera, for those of you who do not know, and this is my second annual NFL Draft Podcast. I'm super excited to deliver you guys all the information I have about the 2018 NFL Draft, and I want to give you guys the inside information about a lot of these picks, and today I'm going to talk about the top 15 picks in the draft coming up, because Last year I went over 32, and my podcast ran about 45 minutes long, and I just think that that's a little bit long for somebody to listen to my voice for 42 minutes straight. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet, right to the point. So let's talk about last year's draft a little bit. So my podcast last year, I just want to reiterate that every single thing I said in my podcast was straight up facts. I talked about the free agency fines of every single team, and I talked about the team needs, but my mock draft... I quickly realized as the NFL draft was going through was slightly off. I was off by like one or two picks, but that's only because it's so hard to predict that the San Francisco 49ers are going to move down one pick. So I said right from the get that they were interested in Solomon Thomas. I said right from the get that the Bears were interested in Mitchell Trubisky. And that's just some stuff. It's like March Madness. You can't predict that the 16 seed is going to beat the one. You just can't. But anyway... Still talking about last year's draft, I just want to say first and foremost about how good the Buffalo Bills draft was last year. They drafted in the first round, they had the 11th or 13th or 12th, I kind of forget, but they moved all the way back to 27 with the Chiefs, and they got an extra first round pick because of that trade. And after the NFL draft, the owner, I guess, thought that the GM did such a bad job that he got fired on the spot immediately fired. So the Bills moved down to 27 and drafted Trey Tavarius White, who was second in Defensive Rookie of the Year award. So, And then in the second round, they got Deion Dawkins out of Temple, too. So they had such a good NFL draft, and the GM got fired. I think that GM needs a job like right now. And still right now in this NFL draft, because of the GM's job last year, they have so much picks. They have the number 12 and the number 22, they have two picks in the second and two picks in the third. And they are set up really nicely for this year's NFL draft. They put themselves in a position where they can move up to draft the quarterback if they feel the need, if they feel the want. So um, let's, get to the, let's get started about the 2018 NFL draft. The first pick, the Cleveland Browns hold it. They also hold the number four pick too, so keep that in mind. Now, many... NFL draft analysts have them going Josh Allen. Many have them going Sam Darnold. But I feel like they're going to go with the best overall player in the draft, and that's Saquon Barkley, running back out of Penn State. This running back is a prospect like no other that has come out in the in the last couple of years. He's better than Ezekiel Elliott was. He is so good in pass. He's so good with the run, and he is the best player in the draft, like hands down. He's so strong, he did 29 bench press reps. And meanwhile, the pro bowler who just retired this year, Joe Thomas, for the Cleveland Browns, had 28. This man had 29 reps. His 40-yard dash was a 4-4. Devin Hester ran a 4-4-3. His vertical jump was 41 inches. Julio Jones jumped 38 inches. There's not much to say about Saquon Barkley other than that he's a freak athlete. And I do not think the Cleveland Browns will miss out on him. So going with this podcast, I'm going to discuss, that's just my opinion of who they're going to pick, but here are the facts. The facts are, is that I wrote all this down, they need a quarterback, 
a cornerback, an offensive tackle, a safety, and a wide receiver. I think those are their top needs. Now I say the word top needs because they also need everything else, the Cleveland Browns. But here are some free agents that they got through trades or etc. Tyrod Taylor, Carlos Hyde, and they also got four cornerbacks that I'd like to talk about. Demarius Randall for the trade with the Green Bay Packers for Deshaun Kaiser. TJ Carey, EJ Gaines, and Terrence Mitchell. Now I know that those aren't like premier cornerbacks, but those are four cornerbacks that can get you through the season. You don't have to draft a corner one or four with those picks. So my number one is Saquon Barkley. So I think I talked enough about the number one overall pick. Let's go right ahead with the number two overall pick, the New York Giants. Now I think that they're going to try their best to trade down since Saquon Barkley is off the board who they really want. I don't think that the Bills are going to trade a King's Ransom to get up to all the way to number two. So I got the Giants going Quentin Nelson, guard out of Notre Dame. There's not much, too much to say about Quentin Nelson because he's a perfect prospect, pretty much. He's 6'5", 330 pounds. He's exactly what you want out of a guard. And let's talk about the team needs for the New York Giants. They need a quarterback, an O-lineman, a running back, an edge defender, and a wide receiver. I got them going Quentin Nelson because they can plug him in right now and start. They can move. Eric Flowers to a different location. They got Nate Soldier now at left tackle. They just signed Jonathan Stewart. That's some of the free agency they did this year. And Quentin Nelson, the most complete lineman coming out of this year's NFL draft. So they go Quentin Nelson with number two. Let's get right into number three, the New York Jets. They need a quarterback, an edge, an offensive lineman, and a wide receiver. By offensive lineman, I mean a guard and a tackle along with every single other position, too. Some of these team needs are just top needs, but let's talk about it. The New York Jets select Sam Darnold with the number three overall pick. Quarterback at a USC. A lot of people have them selecting Baker Mayfield at the number three only because Josh Rosen and or Josh Allen or whatever quarterbacks go ahead, I believe they go with the number one quarterback in this year's draft. Sam Darnold with college football's MVP in 2016. Some analysts say that if he would have came out last year, if he would have been able to, he would have went number one overall, but he didn't. He came out this year, so he goes number three to the New York Jets. The New York Jets also just signed this year. They had a good job in free agency. They signed Teddy Bridgewater and Josh McCown. So I, I wouldn't be so too surprised if they believe in Josh McCown to teach Teddy Bridgewater, because let's not forget, Teddy Bridgewater is still young too, and they just paid him a handsome money. So I wouldn't be too surprised if they went with a different position, if they drafted, let's say, a Bradley Chubb at number three or something like that, because their defensive lineman has been good forever. Leonard Williams and Bradley Chubb, that would be elite. So I wouldn't be too surprised if the New York Jets selected someone, uh, not a quarterback. Now, with the number four overall pick, the Cleveland Browns come up again. We already got Saquon Barkley. So now who are they going to draft? I got them selecting Josh Allen, quarterback out of Wyoming. He currently is getting comparisons to Carson Wentz. I think it's a little bit more of location since Carson Wentz came from North Dakota and he's coming from Wyoming. (laughs) I guess it's convenient, but Josh Allen has the strongest arm in the draft. He threw the ball at the combine 70 yards down the field. And one of the things I want to say about Josh Allen is that he's a project. Just like Patrick Mahomes, John Dorsey drafted last year, I don't think Josh Allen is going to come in on day one and start for your football team. I think that they would go ahead and start Tyrod Taylor 
but I think that he could be an all-star quarterback. You just have to groom him to be that all-star quarterback. He His power is phenomenal. Another thing that I just want to talk about is that I think that too many people that are just watching football rely too heavily on Josh Allen can throw a 70 yards down the field. Yeah, it looks pretty during during the NFL Combine that he can throw it on his knees 50 yards. Yeah, that all looks pretty. But how many times do you really throw the ball 70 yards down the field? By that time, you're probably going to be sacked. Like That doesn't happen too much times in the NFL where you get to launch it as far as you can. They were just saying, um, a reporter was saying to A.J. McCarron, Something about his lack of ability to throw the ball really, really far down the field or something along those lines. And A.J. McCarron started laughing and was like, football is played between 10 to 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. How many times do you get to throw the ball down the field as hard as you can? There's not many times where you do. So strong arms are definitely overrated, in my opinion, in the NFL draft. Just because Jamarcus Russell can throw the ball deep doesn't mean that he's going to be great. So let's talk about the next pick. Here's an exciting little twist I got for you guys. With the fifth pick, I got the Denver Broncos trading down. Trading down because their boy Josh Allen already went, so they might as well trade down now. So they trade down with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills trade the number 12 overall pick. Both are number second round picks. And end of third round pick, and they select Josh Rosen, quarterback at the UCLA. I really like Josh Rosen's confidence. He said multiple times how he's the best quarterback in this draft. I really like that. I have the same type of confidence with my day-to-day stuff. Josh Rosen's often being called by an analyst as the best pure passer in the NFL draft by Daniel Jeremiah. He has a tremendous touch on the ball. His mechanics are great. He has a tight ball, tight spiral. And his high school coach and college coach, Jim Mora, who coached him at UCLA, both talked about how smart he is and how when he gets into the film room, how he wants to learn. All he does is ask questions. That's one thing that I'm always hearing about Josh Rosen is about how much questions that he asks in the film study and why that play happened, about how you have to explain to him why that play happened. And I like that because it shows you how much he wants to learn. So the Buffalo Bills, what they did this offseason with their free agents, they got A.J. McCarron and they got Star Latulier, who's a really good defensive tackle from the Panthers. I feel like from now till forever, they're just going to get the Panthers leftovers players because of Sean McDermott and the GM, David Gettleman. So the number six pick, the Indianapolis Colts already had the number three overall pick, but they traded down. Now, I think that their whole entire GM room right now is jumping up and down. They are still able to get the player that they wanted with the number three overall pick is Bradley Chubb, defensive end out of NC State. He's being compared to Khalil Mack with the power, Von Miller with the speed type moves. He's the best rusher in the draft, no doubt, and I only have him drop to number six, not because of anything he does, just because three quarterbacks went ahead of him. Quarterback is obviously the most position on the field, so that went ahead of him. And this is a no-brainer for the team that needs every single position. Why not get the best pass rusher in the draft to create more sacks and more turnovers for your football team? Now, the Indianapolis Colts, didn't do too much with this free agency. One impact player that they did get is Eric Ebron, the tight end for the Detroit Lions. Well, now he's the Colts. So that's that's all I got for the Colts. I got them selecting Bradley Chubb, which is a great pick. Now on to number seven. The Tampa Bay Bucks select Minka Fitzpatrick, defensive back out of Alabama. It's confusing to me 
personally how some analysts are starting to call him a safety, how immediately Minka Fitzpatrick's going to get drafted and move to safety. I I think of him more of as Kenny Vaccaro type safety and a nickel corner about how you can have him down in the box as a linebacker, as the nickel corner, covering the tight end. He's so versatile that it, it might scare a lot of GMs because you have to have a um, systematical plan for him in place when he gets in the game. You can put him at safety covering deep, but that's not going to have him reach his true potential. His true potential is in the box, helping out with the pass, stopping the run real quick. The Tampa Bay Bucks also in this free agency got a defensive lineman. They got Vinnie Curry to help from the Eagles. After winning the Super Bowl, Eagles didn't have enough bread to go around for Vinnie Curry, so he left and went to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Number eight, Chicago Bears select Denzel Ward out of DBU. <laughs> Ohio State University. This is the, I think, three years in a row they got a cornerback going in the first round. Last year they had Lattimore and Conley. And the year before that, I think they had um, Eli Apple out of the New York Giants. So let's talk about Denzel Ward right quick. He ran a 4-3-2 40-yard dash, which is crazy fast. This this man's lightning quick. He had 16 bench reps. And last year, he was first-team All-American in 2017, and he's easily the best cornerback in the draft this year. He is the Marshawn Lattimore of last year's draft, just how there's a tier of Marshawn Lattimore's the number one tier last year. Denzel Ward's the number one tier this year, and then starts the tier 1B. You know what I'm saying? Many scouts often worry about the size of Denzel Ward only being 5'10", but when you show up to the NFL combine and jump 39 inches off the ground, <laughs> the doubt starts to seize. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears and what they need. They need a cornerback. They need an offensive lineman. They need an edge rusher. They need a defensive lineman. And they need an inside linebacker. So what they did this year in free agency, they got Prince Mukamara, stayed put. They re-signed Kyle Fuller. They got Trey Byrne. And Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel. The Bears were making some moves this offseason. I like it. They were staying aggressive. They got the tight end for the Eagles that they couldn't pay either. Allen Robinson, we all know who he is. And Taylor Gabriel, the real quick wide receiver for the Falcons. So let's move on to pick number nine, the San Francisco 49ers. They got this pick. It was either they go nine or ten. They got this pick by the flip of a coin at the NFL Combine. I got them going Roquan Smith, linebacker out of Georgia. He ran a 4-5-1, which is second amongst linebackers at the NFL Combine. Now, I know that 4-5-1, what I've been talking about, doesn't sound that crazy, but when you weigh over 250 pounds and you're running down the field, that really, really matters. Roquan Smith was the second-ranked linebacker coming out of high school. He also received the Buckus Award for the top linebacker in the country. So he's definitely been on a lot of... uh, NFL scouts, coaches, GMs, radar for a while now. The San Francisco 49ers had a big free agency. They also went out and got Jarek McKinnon, Richard Sherman, and Weston Richburg, who is a really good offensive lineman. So Richard Sherman, they got him from the Seattle Seahawks, so that definitely gets a cornerback need off. Now the pick number 10, the Oakland Raiders select Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker out of Virginia Tech. The first thing I want to say about Tremaine Edmonds is his age. I'm 23 years old. I feel pretty young. This man is 19 years old. I didn't do the research, but I don't even know how you get to the NFL draft at 19 years old. Whatever this man did, more people are going to copy it. 
He ran a 4-5-4 at the 40-yard dash, and his elite size puts him so high up in this draft. He's 6'5", 250, and he's very versatile if you ever get a chance to watch his highlights. He goes sideline to sideline real quick. And let's talk about the Oakland Raiders and what they did this year in free agency. They went out and got Jordy Nelson. They got Tahir Whitehead out of Temple. Yeah. Rashawn Melvin and Marcus Gilchrist. The pick number 11, the Miami Dolphins select Vita Vea, defensive tackle out of Washington. I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins team needs right quick. They need a defensive lineman, a linebacker, a quarterback, a tight end, and a cornerback. I don't know too much about how much they need a quarterback. How much do the Dolphins believe in Ryan Tannehill? That's the real question. We know that if he's healthy, he's a good quarterback, but can he stay healthy? If Josh Rosen can slip to number 11, the Dolphins don't hesitate and pick him, but we'll see if he can slip. If there's one quarterback that's going to slip, I bet you it's going to be Josh Rosen. But they're going Vita Vea, defensive tackle to Washington. It automatically plugs a hole that they just released in Dominican Sioux. They must have saved around $10 million. So Vita Vea is super consistent. He can play the run and can play the pass. He's huge. He's... Uh, 347 pounds, and he ran a 5-1 at the 40-yard dash at the Combine. I know a 5-1 doesn't sound spectacular, but when you're 350 pounds, like, that's crazy. And he can serve in his immediate starter to replace, as I said in Dom Kung Su, he's picking up comparisons that are like Haluti Nata. That's who Vitavea's comparison is by NFL.com. So going to number 12 pick, if you guys remember, I got the... Bills trading up with the Broncos, so the Broncos own this pick. They go Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma. I know they have Case Keenum, who Von Miller is super excited about because I see it on Instagram a lot, but they go Baker just for the future. Case Keenum can play this year. Baker can sit and learn from him, and this will be the best-case scenario, honestly, for Baker because they already have a good defense, and he gets to sit and learn under a veteran quarterback for a little while. And look what (laughs) sitting under Case Keenum did for Jared Goff. Now that now I'm thinking over here. So Baker's super competitive. He can make every throw you need. He's super good at RPOs, which are run pass options. That's where he excels. That's where the Denver Broncos will definitely utilize him. He at the combine ran a four eight four, which is okay. I kinda expected him to run quicker, but you know, combine speed's a lot different from on field speed. That's one thing that I have learned. Now on pick number thirteen, the Washington Redskins select Marcus Davenport, University of Texas, San Antonio, defensive end. He is a freak of nature. He is six six, two sixty four pounds. He was conference USA player of the year award. He was first team all conference in 2017. He ran a 4.58 40-yard dash at the defensive at the NFL Combine, and he led all defensive linemen at the NFL Combine. Ten foot, four inch raw jump was the most out of all defensive linemen in the NFL draft. The Washington Redskins went along this year to pick Paul Richardson and Orlando Scandrick this year. Pick number 14, the Green Bay Packers select Derwin James, safety out of Florida State. He's six two. But he missed most of the 2016 season with a knee injury. He had 84 tackles last year. He was freshman All-American in 2015. First team All-ACC in 2017. And he really wowed the NFL scouts at the Combine. Jumped a 40-inch vertical at the Combine in his 11-foot broad jump and ran a 4-4-7. So Derwin James is a no-brainer for some teams. And he goes 14 to the Packers, who... 
really, really need some defensive back help. I got them needing a cornerback, an offensive tackle, a wide receiver, an outside linebacker, and an inside linebacker. I think that if Roquan Smith or Tremaine Edmonds can go down to the Packers, they'll pick them. But the Packers are in a good spot where they can get a top safety in Derwin James or Minka or Denzel Ward or go with the two linebackers. They'll probably manage to get one of them. Here they got Derwin James. And 15, the last pick of my mock draft, I got the Arizona Cardinals selecting Calvin Ridley, Alabama wide receiver. Most of you who pay attention to college football and the NFL know who Calvin Ridley is. He ran a 4-4-3 at the Combine, and he was the nation's number one recruit coming out of high school in 2014. I always like to add that in if they're super high because that just shows how hyped they've been their whole entire life. So he has the best route running in the draft. He is the best wide receiver in the draft. He is outstanding run after catch ability. NFL.com compares him to Marvin Harrison. So let's talk about what the Cardinals did this year. They went ahead and signed Sam Bradford and Mike Glennon. So therefore, they don't need to draft a quarterback this year. You will not see them draft a quarterback. And they also added help to their offensive line. They added Andre Smith and Justin Pugh. But they also had a couple key departures on the defensive side. Tyron Matthew got released. And they let go of two wide receivers, John Brown and Jerron Brown. We all remember from fantasy football, two Jay Browns. That's a big mistake I made, starting the wrong Jay Brown. I got them needing a quarterback, an O-lineman, a wide receiver, a cornerback, and a safety. Those are all the positions they need. But they have uh, Sam Bradford, so they won't be picking a quarterback. Some trades I want you guys to be aware of that might happen. I think that the Green Bay Packers might move up to select Denzel Ward. I don't know if Kevin King is the cornerback of their future over there. That was their first-round pick last year. I got them trying to move up to select the 4-3, 240-yard dash cornerback. Then also, I got the Broncos moving down, I got which I showed you guys in the podcast. I got the Bills moving up to select a quarterback. That's what every single person's been saying because they have the most picks. They need a quarterback, which is the most important position. There's many quarterbacks in this draft who they should be able to like. And they have the number 12, number 22, two picks in the second, and two picks in the third. So they will be looking to move up. And some other players that I just want you to be aware of. If your team, if I didn't go over your, I didn't go over the Eagles, I didn't go over the Seats, I only went for the top 15, but some players that I want you to be aware of, if your team does select, jump up and down, they had a great draft. Players I like. Linebacker out of Boise State, Leighton Van Der Esch. He had 141 tackles. He is huge. He looks like Takeo Spikes, but this guy is the next Luke Keekley. How he plays the linebacker position and flies around the field and makes every single tackle. I love the guard out of UTEP, Will Hernandez. I love the cornerback out of UCF, Mike Hughes. Isaiah Wynn, a guard out of Georgia, and Mike Gusecki, tight end out of Penn State. Those are some uh, players that I really, really fell in love with watching their film. And I might not have them go in top 15, but they'll probably find their way into the first round. And when they do, if your team selects them, you had a great draft. So just to recap, I just want to go back over the draft, the top 15 picks, so that you guys know. Number one, Cleveland Browns, Saquon Barkley. Number two, New York Giants, Quentin Nelson. Number three, New York Jets, Sam Darnold. Number four, Cleveland Browns, Josh Allen. Number five, the Buffalo Bills select Josh Rosen. Number six, the Indianapolis Colts select Bradley Chubb. Number seven, Tampa Bay Bucks select Minka Fitzpatrick. Number eight, the Chicago Bears select Denzel Ward. 
Number 9, the San Francisco 49ers select Roquan Smith. Number 10, the Raiders select Tremaine Edmonds. Number 11, Dolphins select Vita Vea. Number 12, the Broncos select Baker Mayfield. Number 13, Redskins select Marcus Davenport. Number 14, Packers select Derwin James. Number 15, the Cardinals select Calvin Ridley. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes my second annual NFL Draft Podcast. I really do appreciate you guys watching, uh, listening to this for 25 minutes. I tried to keep it shorter than last year's. And give me some support or constructive criticism. Um, Let me know that you guys watched it. I really appreciate all the feedback you guys will give me. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you liked it. Thanks.